0: Do Not Be Afraid to Start Over, Pam Munoz-Ryan. This piece is entitled, What Would You Do? What Would You Do with Only Six Months to Live? This was the title of a column in the San Francisco Chronicle from 2014, which included a list of possible answers, the number one answer being First Things First. Remember, you're not dead yet. Good answer, I thought, because, well, that was the first thing that crossed my mind. I already had myself halfway out the door just from considering that sentence. There were a number of other good suggestions, like, if you don't want to be a grouch anymore, consider saying thank you and please more often. Sounds like a winner to me. Others that particularly spoke to me were bathe in champagne although I'm not sure what skin benefits that could provide, but I can wholeheartedly get behind eating an entire tub of ice cream. I probably wouldn't do those two together, though, because it just speaks to entirely too much. Too much overindulgence at one time. Back in the day, well, maybe, but not now. do not even sound fun. If I had six months to live... Whatever I did from moment to moment would be a form of starting over because I would hope I wouldn't be living my life in a cavalier way. I would be starting over with the finish line in my sights, and I don't know about you, but somehow that takes a bit of the sting out of having six months to do whatever I want. When I think about it, though, doing whatever I want is a much bigger issue for me than it might seem to be at first glance. Not to put too fine a point on it, but each moment... Each decision will have a ripple effect that I need to pay attention to. That right there just kind of stymies me and sometimes almost has me paralyzed. So right away I understood that what six months to live means to me is enjoying myself. One of the suggestions in this article is laugh. And that has been a mainstay of who I am all my life. I can and do. Make fun of myself because there's some part of me that never realizes there's a middle ground in any decision I make. This leads not only to black and white thinking, which never really turns out well, but also to kind of embarrassing moments when someone suggests the obvious decision that would be so much easier and give me more options. I never fail to get a chuckle out of this. It's just part of who I am. I've given up trying to wrangle this one aspect of myself into submission and just let go until someone helps me out, which they invariably do. Not to mention the fact that when I think about a happy dog with a toy prancing around proudly, well, that brings a smile to my face and reminds me what happy is really like. I want those two things, laughter and happiness, to take up a lot of space for my six months. There is a suggestion in this article to do the things that make you feel good. For me, one of those includes washing the dishes slowly and with attention, letting the warm water wash over my hands and clear away fond memories of a dish served. It may be a meal that I savored or one that caused me to make a face, but either way, it's a fond farewell in a wonderful way to have the instant gratification of a clean sink before going off to bed. There are other activities peculiar to myself that make me happy. Looking at beautiful Art Deco jewelry. Don't have to buy, just happy to look at it. Petting my cats. I don't know what there is about that, but it always puts me in a good mood. Listening to birds in the morning. And last but not least, a good cup of freshly ground and brewed coffee in my own home. I love the home I've created for myself in the expression it has of who I am. I belong here. I am known here. I am at peace here. Another suggestion that I found myself doing already, perhaps in preparation for what's well up ahead is sitting down when I'm tired. I can just find myself rushing from one task to another forcing myself to keep going simply because some voice in my head tells me that i have to do it at some point i won't be able to or i won't have to so i feel good about strengthening this muscle already i've also planned my memorial i have the flyer or whatever you call it that you give to people when they come all laid out with quotes poems music to be played, and the particular foods that I want to have present for my guests. This list includes Lay's potato chips, no substitutes allowed, order them online if you have to, my mother's wonderful chicken salad recipe on soft bread, maple pecan cookies and cheese straws. Recipes for all of these can be found in my kitchen book right on the counter. There are also directions in there for where to find the cheese straw press. Do not attempt to make cheese straws without this piece of equipment. I would also like a cake made by Rebecca Rosenblum, but I'd rather that it not be lemon. That's her favorite, but it's not mine. Anything else is fine as long as these foods are present. Having thought this out for many years, I feel quite prepared in this regard should those six months show up quicker than I anticipate? You may find this topic and my thoughts on it macabre or morbid, but I don't. I will not have any control over my life at the end when those six months show up, so proper planning is necessary to relieve myself of needless worry. At that point, worry is the last thing I want to have on my mind. My life will be a done deal, no point in trying to change it at the last minute. We hear a lot about starting over at various times in our lives and how that can sometimes be a good thing. I've lived in a variety of places and had even more varied relationships, and the end of each of those was a starting over point for me. There's always mystery in starting over because we may know what we don't want, but we actually have no control over what shows up, like six months to live. I think this is a pretty good deal. We get to start over many times in our lives, and the end is just another opportunity to do that. I hope I've learned something from all the times I've started over. What if I've forgotten my lessons? I know those last six months will have a lot to teach me. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.